This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Your plans? Today it's dinner with the parents at your spot. We gotta come back here. Now, their spot. Or you're on the edge of your seat at the game. Come on, just one time! And it's the one. Or maybe you're catching the next flight to... Now boarding flight 1850. Oh, that's you. The choice is yours. And when you're with Amex... It's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. You are listening to or watching the Reds Report. I am Chris Ridgard. I have studio guests with me today. Well, we're not in the studio. I'm currently in my living room. Gaz, where are you? Other than Scotland. Glasgow, mate. Glasgow. Brilliant. Good start to the show. Yeah. How are you, Gaz? Are you well? All right, mate. Yeah. Good man. Also in the studio, or rather not in the studio, we have Whitey, who is media officer, I'm led to believe, at Barnsley Football Club. How are you, Andy? All right. I'm good, mate. You? Yes, very good. Have you had a busy day? 
Always busy, mate. Always. Always. I noticed you were busy yesterday filming the well, the Conor Urian interview, uh, which is out. It came yeah. out yesterday. What to believe? Is that right? Yeah, I had to learn how to use Skype, which is crazy <laughs> when you think I work in media, but we've never had to do this, so it's. It's all brand new, so yeah, that were good. That were nice of him. He offered, and yeah, why not? That's good. I, mean, I know you mentioned Skype. Obviously, I've had to teach Gaz how to use Skype, which is uh, it's like teaching a monkey how to ride a bike. You know, it's... <laughs> 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 how have you been keeping busy, Gaz, today? What have you been up to? Not a lot, mate. I believe I'm I've been just reading a lot of books on my Kindle. Anything good? Anything interesting? Yeah, I've just started reading Alex Ferguson's book. Ah, good choice. Yeah, I read that one. I like that one. You weren't keen on my suggestion of Roy Keane, though, for some reason. Nah, nah no? I'm not keen on Roy Keane, though. No. <laughs> what about you, Andy? What have you been up to today? I'm assuming you're still working. Yeah, we've, well, uh, I've got like a Q&A with uh, Jacob Brown. So I've been putting that video together for tomorrow. A few other little bits and pieces. I've got so much stuff in Pipeline. We've just got to keep pumping out content regardless and so yeah in between take the dog for a walk play a bit of football manager uh bit of weight lifting not that you'd notice looking at my <laughs> arms and stuff but just yeah what's uh, how's the football manager going on um i've only just started it you see the problem with it is is i start football manager and I, it takes me about pff, weeks to get past the first like into the actual games because I'm that anal like that I get really into it and I have to change every little thing so I've <laughs> gave I've gave all the responsibilities to like certain staff so like Bobby Assel does contracts in youth team and blah 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 and all this stuff and now I'm like thinking I shouldn't have done because he's just given Jack Walton like a new contract and doubled his wages like what, I mean, I like Jack. Give him a new contract, but what we're doubling his wages for? So I'm not at odds with that at the moment. I've got Adam I mean, Barnes, assistant manager. For me, I think he deserves his wages doubling just for that performance alone at Walsall last season. And that oh, was unbelievable. That he's, I don't he's, think I've seen a goalkeeper yeah. performance like that since probably like Luke Steele against Man United, uh, against Liverpool, and against he's, Chelsea. Every time he's had to come in, which is not often, but when he's had to come in, I thought I've always thought he's done quite well, Jack. Good player. I think it's probably the most professional role within a football team, isn't it? Being being the second goalkeeper or third goalkeeper because you you've got to go in every day, train, knowing ninety five percent of the time you're not probably not going to get selected. You've still got to keep that work ethic up. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's there's only one spot, isn't there? So it's it's tough. But obviously, when you get into football and you choose to be a goalkeeper, you obviously know what you know what the crack is, don't you? But he's a good yeah. lad, yeah. So Andy, you've definitely got a Barnsley accent. You're definitely from yeah. round our end. Yeah. Um, when did the Barnsley FC dream begin? How old were you? Uh, 1988. Right. Okay, that was when I was born. That. Yeah, Bradford City. I was about six, seven year old. So like Bradford City at home, uh, in the old brewery stand, and it was nil nil. So. Set, yeah. set the tone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is Barnsley. Uh, what yeah. did you want to come back after that one? <laughs> well, that's it. No, about two weeks later, I think we won four-two or something against Watford. I think David Curry scored a few. So yeah, that and it was like a Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday night, whatever it were back then. And like, yeah, it's a different, different world now, isn't it? Football 
compared to then like that. And I'd love to go back for like one day, like time machine and just go back to, but as an adult, do you know what I mean? It, it, it were, I mean, you used to go for a wee and uh, my dad would say to me like, just go down there and you just go down at the side where you're all stood and stand yourself a piss at the side. Pardon yeah. my friend. Can you just can't imagine that now, can you? No. People just fag- fagging it and drinking no. and just people squashed in like sardines, but. And I used to look over at the West End, as it still is to this day, because it's barely been touched. I used to look over and think, wow, that's like luxury, mate. You know, because there were like proper seats in and they're like, wow. Yeah. And now when I sit in there on a match day, I'm like, ah, oh, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> look at the family stand now. It's like, look at that stand. That looks nice. Get me in there. Yeah. What about you guys? Have you got some some good memories of when you arrived at Barnsley? Obviously, you've been a supporter for a while. Is it as long as uh, Andy? No, no, it's before well before Andy, nineteen ninety five. Right. In school, and then obviously I dropped that pin, and it was about three or four years later before I made my first one down. Right. And I think the first one we got beat at which six one I think it was. <laughs> Missed the train. <laughs> I had to sleep in Doncaster train station overnight because the only money I had left was the train money to get me up the road the next day, so I stayed in Donny the night train station. It was fucking freezing, I'm not going to lie. It was freezing. I was is, is there anything more Barnsley than that, really? Losing uh, 6-1 if, and if, having if, to sleep in a train uh, station. That is Barnsley personified, isn't it? They picked the wrong one. You know, the week before, we won 6-0 against Peter Portsmouth. <laughs> <laughs> and the problem is, I've been trying to go home for there as well. Yeah, I've had, I've had some good journeys and some bad journeys. Chowton away when we get called off. Or stand, I was standing at the, is it London Bridge? I was looking at the, the Shard building, standing in this pub, having a outside having a beer and a smoke, looking at the Shard building, t-shirt on, twenty maybe maybe thirteen fourteen degrees. So to me that's summer, right? My dad phones me at one o'clock and says games off. I said what do you mean games off? He's like games off. Go back in the pub, go back in. I've never seen so many old heads and young heads just going. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> I don't, I, the, the train journey home, I don't remember. I stopped off in Barnsley that night, but there were that many. Is Obviously, you've got an extra three hours in pub. There were some right states got on at London, you, um, King's Cross, I'll tell you that day. <laughs> the old, what's the old bar, the old, uh, like, you'll probably remember it, the old um, bar, the, the Flying Scotsman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, that day, the worst had been about 150, is in. It was like two in, two out, every time somebody went out for a smoke. You need to Google the Flying Scotsman. I don't want to say what it is on here. It was a right laugh. Obviously, after that game at Bradford and Andy, it was pretty much going with your dad, was it? And then was it with friends and stuff after that? Yeah, as I got older, yeah. You, I, I migrated from the old brewery stand to the Ponty end. Uh, and then just before, the season before Premiership, uh, 95, 96 season, I went and got an upper tier seat in East End just for the size of it and the view. It had only been open a couple of years and I'd never really been in it. So I had a season ticket the year we were in Premier League and the year before. I had a season ticket right on halfway, right at the top. So I had like the, a great view. But again, I just wanted to be with my pals when I got older. So I just, you end up in the ponty, don't you? And you end up having a few beers and a few... Yeah, and you just, it's a different, you go through stages, I, I think, as a supporter, don't you? And that's what it was. I mean, towards the end, before I started working at the club, I were in the West End lower tier, like in, un, without the roof on, you know what I mean? It's just, 
yeah. whatever fit that that time. It just seemed to fit to sit in the lower west with the with a better view because when you sat there, you can't see the west stand, so it's better. <laughs> uh, how did you end up at Barnsley in a working capacity? What um, did you? Was it university? Well, was, was it by chance? Probably. No, well, it was a pain in the arse on the internet. There's <laughs> a, a lot of truth to that. Um, I think. So I did like media, communications and all that noise in further education, college, et cetera, et cetera. I never quite got where I wanted quick enough when I was like 19, 20. And I saw my mates out like spending the money that they were earning in like factories, warehouses and whatever and getting smashed on a weekend. And I wanted that lifestyle. Yeah, so I just went and got a job. And I just, I kind of gave in. I didn't go to uni and I just sacked it off. And then as I got older, I started doing things as a hobby. So I would do like podcasts, blogs, funny little things. And just, it revolved around Barnes because that was my passion. And then I used to be in contact with Patrick for a good couple of years before I started the job. And he always used to message me and say, I'd love you to come and work for us. And I used to think, yeah, yeah. And then like, I'd get another one a few months later. Oh, I'd love to somehow get you a job at a club. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then the last time when he asked, again, I just thought, ah, it's nonsense. And then he said, uh, you need to go and see Linton, chief exec, uh, for an interview. I want you to come and work with us. And I was like, it must be deadly serious this time, right? So I had to weigh up whether I gave up my job, which is like five minutes away, earning decent money, decent hours, like, do you know what I mean? To follow what, supposed what I would say was my dream at, this, at that time. Um to do it and yeah and, and that, that's, that's yeah. How, yeah. And now, but now yeah you, there is, I think there is some truth in the fact that yeah we're well, probably a bit of a nuisance online so it would be better to have the nuisance on your side isn't it I, was, I, I suppose <laughs> so at minute you're travelling to work and you, you catch train every day don't you and stuff like I get that. a train every day mate I, 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 I'm against the old I'm not a big fan of driving it's just something that's never really been yeah. you know I think you want to have to do it don't you and have um, just not my cup of tea I keep trying to but learn you, you do travel in car quite a lot though, Andy, for your job. You, you've had some horrendous journeys yeah. all the way, six, seven, eight hours, nine hours. The Portsmouth yeah. journey is never a some, good one. We've had some beauties this season. Uh, it's, I mean, we were just preparing to go to Loftus Road, weren't we, before it had yeah. stopped? And it's, it's like you start at like six o'clock and we go around picking everybody up. And it's like me, Matt, Keith. Uh, Clarky, Chris, there can be like five of us crammed in a car, and it's not, you know, what I mean, it's not a, it's not a big car. It's like five of you crammed in for like four or five hours, and then again on the way back, it's a 17, 18 hour day. And as people don't realize, we don't actually get paid for match days. You get paid Monday or Friday. You get you contracted to do your normal hours. So basically, the match days is it's voluntary in a fashion, really. So yeah. It's like 18 hours, just basically graft and. Yeah, it's they're they're quite ty- they are quite tiring. As I'm getting older, I'm thinking I'd rather be on the sesh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather have a few beers doing this. But, they're yeah. a good set of lads, though, Andy. You travel with the top lads, aren't they? Yeah, I, I love my colleagues. They're not a bad person at that club, work-wise. Um, from the people that I work with directly, like Clarky, Chris, before like Lampin, who just left, who were great chap. Rob Davis before, I mean, I had some great colleagues, and then in the office, obviously, Beth, who's just like Mrs. Barnsley, uh, Zucky, who's, for me, Zucky's an absolute hero, doesn't get enough credit uh, for what he does, Lee in commercial, I could go on, mate, Karen, this is the, it's such a great 
tight knit office. And uh, and Dane now and Tamar as well with their American accents and that, and it all adds to the fun. <laughs> so, have you got a particular favourite moment from working at Time and Barnes? Obviously, you've been to Wembley twice. You went to Millennium Stadium. Millennium was that as a fan, or were you working by then? Uh, no, I were a fan back then. I think for me, my favourite moment is like a double-edged sword. It's like my favourite and my worst moment is Sheffield okay. Wednesday at home, 2017. And we were all going out on the sesh afterwards as like a office outing. We're all getting ready for it. Early kickoff against Wednesday, so we've got plenty of time in town and that. Um, and we all were coming back, weren't he? And yes. I like Sam, do you know what I mean? But we all know what went off and that. When he scored and he did that celebration and like running away, we were like, Ugh. and you're looking forward to a night out on that and he's ruining it. You're thinking, ah, you So for Angus to pop up and score last minute, wonderful. So that was it. And Ian, who works in commercial, is uh, he used to work at Wednesday. So like the Monday morning or whatever, we just plastered his office, mate, with like McDonald <laughs> everywhere. Brilliant. I could speak all day, mate, about great memories, but that were like the. It went from like really bad, sour. Re- you're in a really bad mood, mate. Even if even though it's your job, you're affected by the results. And especially this season, do you know what I mean? When you're getting like beat every like 18 games without a win and that, and you're trying to spin it into something yeah. positive, it's quite tough, man. But that's that, like you said. You mentioned the phrase "double-edged sword." That is exactly what it is because to you guys, yes, you do get paid. Yes, it is a job, but I don't think the money is enough to motivate you lot to do this job. I think it's an incredibly difficult job. You really love the club, so when it goes good, it's a brilliant day, and when it's not, and when it's week after week, and when it's dire. It affects everything, doesn't it? I think you need, uh, I think you need to love football to do this job, and I think it helps. People disagree with me who work in the business, do what I do, but I think it. If it weren't Barnsley FC, if I were working for Bradford City, I would not I'd have left ages ago, man. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Nah, you've got to have a passion, in my opinion, for it. I've got a passion still there. It's not. It's not the dream. It's not like when you think, oh, it's going to be like this and that. Mate, it's a lot harder. And, and there's a lot of stuff's happened in four years while I've been there. Some tough yeah. stuff, man, that you have to deal with and you think, wow, how, how am I supposed to deal with this? Yeah. It's quite hard, man, some emotional stuff. Gaz, uh, he's mentioned his trips and, and up and down the motorway and stuff. There's no man really that makes more journeys, that, well, longer journeys than yourself. I'm assuming you're missing coming down at this minute in time. Yeah, it's, it's no nice, to be honest. It's, it's not even like, obviously the football's the reason, but... It's just like having a beer with Whitey or having a beer with you in the fan zone or speaking to Beth and um, dropping wine off. I mean, I better get that and always dropping a wee bottle of wine off every now and again. But um, just people like that, you know what I mean? Like people that have took to me over the years, It's that's what gets me. It's obviously the football as well, but sometimes, like you said, it's not been very good this season, but the, the whole experience for me getting on the train and I, I'm like Whitey, I, I, I've never got an interest to drive, never. I work in a city centre where it costs you like two quid to park your car for 10 minutes. Yeah. I've just never done it. So I actually enjoy the megabus. I enjoy the train. That's my time just chilling out. You know, sometimes you look and you think, why is he doing that? But I actually enjoy it because of my job. I get away from being yeah. a chef in 50 hours a week. That's I got on that megabus at half nine at night travelling to Willie Edge. And that's it, you don't. People, all, all my chefs are in bed sleeping. And when, when they phone in sick the next day, I'm already six cans deep of other twins' breakfast. Do you know what I mean? So there's nothing I can do when it goes pear shape. And that, that's, what I, that's why I enjoy about it. You know what I mean? It's my time. I get away from all the, the hustle and bustle it. But yeah, missing, yeah. missing the people as well. You know what I mean? It's That's the main thing. 
But that's just bars, isn't it? It's just a social event, isn't it, going to the match? It's not just not just the football. I mean, he's mentioned the fan zone there, Whitey. Clark is done a great job with that, hasn't he? And so have, so have the supporters trust. It's it's real, it's real social event. It kind of brings brings us all together just a little bit earlier. We 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 believe it's been a success. We it's, it's lukewarm. The, the the reception in some places has been a little bit lukewarm, but I think it's fantastic if you compare it to what was there before Redferns, which is like you get hundred people or whatever in, and then there's like a queue coming out the door, and it's one in, one out, and that like. Fan zone's massive. I know the weather's not always going to be great. Maybe we should like close it, like set like gets to November and say right, that's it. But then, yeah. But we thought now nah, we'll fight through it and we'll just open it regardless. If people come, people come. I think I think it's been a really good thing. Clark has done a lot of a lot of positive stuff in terms of trying to re-engage with like young fans, older fans, and things like that. And within budgets, of course, so you can only do so much. But yeah. Um, I mean, eventually we're hoping to make it better and better and just keep expanding. And uh, and but again, like I say, it comes down to comes down to money. And with all this going on at the moment, yeah, you know what I mean, your your guess is as good as mine. Well, for me as a fan, um, going to the fan zone, I I, I always back the trust that because I see I've I've been there, I've seen what the, the guys do and and the club have done right. So I, I I'm quite known to that stuff as well. Yeah. And I see and I, as I say to fans, the more you use it. The more money goes through it, the better it gets. You know what I mean? The, the, the club just are not going to give the supporters trust or whatever or how it works, why to, to go and buy a 200-seater, 250-seater gazebo with electric fans coming in or heaters coming in. It, it, it's got to be built up. And as you say, as for Red films, I mean, I think I've been in there three times because I could never get by that woman steward on door. You know what I mean? She was like, by the time I got there, it was like, we're full. That's it, game over. I was like, okay, love, bye. You know what I mean? I'll go to Pony. Oh, as, I've said to, as a fan and I've said to people online and stuff on Facebook, the more people use it, yeah, the weather's no great. It's no great. There is going to be, I mean, how long's it been going? How long's it been up? Five months. Uh, do you know what I mean? So it's no, it's no, it's, there's learning curves. I mean, I think the big issue was I seen online was the toilets. The next game there was toilets there. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it, if fans use it more and spend more, and yeah, it's a, massive, it's a massive learning curve. It's not, it's not been done before at Barnsley as such. It, like you said, they had red ferns. Obviously, it's a bit, it's much bigger. It's outdoors. But th- these things take time. They've got teething problems. I think, like you mentioned, the, the, money's, the money's probably not there at minute and the money needs to build up. But the right people are running it. There's people that really care. And I think you've just got to keep working together. Oh, and, oh, that's, it'll it'll yeah, achieve, yeah, won't it? To a fan's point of view, you've got the best people running it. I mean, I've seen people getting up at half six in the morning to go and set something up. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, some unbelievable people in the trust, mate, yeah. that are involved with that. Unbelievable. I mean, I'm being biased because, like, most of them, especially Ixie, and that is a very, very good friend of mine, so I'm, yeah. I'm always going to say good things about him. But, mate, he's he's put his absolute art into that place and he's got health issues, or he's had health issues this year. I think he's kind of getting over them a little bit. Um, but never stopped him being there, do you know what I mean? Early kickoff, and he's there at six, seven in the morning trying to set up. So, that's yeah, I think, it, I think it'd be nice to get him on here as well because obviously we're trying to shine light on people that probably don't necessarily get yourself and the, all them hours that you put into the club. And go, not, not go notice because people, the, the right people notice, but I think fans sometimes don't appreciate how much it takes to run a football club from from top to bottom. Do you know what I mean? And all these people put their heart and soul and their life into it. You know, there's absolutely hours and years gone by. It takes 
it, it takes something like this though for me to want to come and speak like this virus thing and whatever like we've all got free time haven't we but like not I'm not I'm not one for wanting to be seen like maybe four or five years ago when I weren't working there I was I were a different kettle of fish but I'm I'm a bit of a private yeah. guy in fashion now I'm not really that active on social media like I used to be anybody wants to spend time with me and see me they know what my number is I get in touch I go out I'll, I still I still ask Gary I still love a good sesh no problem and, <laughs> you know what I mean and I'm not I'm not a saint. I work at a football club. It don't make me a saint. I still do good things, bad things. I'm just like any other normal bloke. But yeah, not I'm not one for the publicity and all that. Carry on. I think the work that we do speaks for itself, and and that's that really. No, I'm glad you came on the show, mate. I know it's probably probably not your thing at the minute. You don't you're not keen on putting yourself out. But we really appreciate you coming on, and obviously we appreciate all the work you do. I'm sure there's many fans that do. Yeah, mate. I, mate, I, I I don't mind doing things like this. It's trying to engage with people I suppose some people will be interested in it if it helps the day go along a little bit quicker especially at the moment when there's bugger all to do then yeah. <laughs> look at my ugly mug happy days <laughs> well that's why I, I thought I'd bring Gaz on you know because I, I, I realised that me and we're not we're not like, you know, we're gargoyles aren't we me and you so I thought I'd bring Gaz on and me and you look, look alright won't we I was hoping Pete was going to be on, so my hair wasn't as bad as his. <laughs> Pete's hair is really bad at me. I've noticed you've shaved all yours off, Andy. It's gone. It's like smoother than ever. Um, I've been He's doing it now. Half about... it off. The other half already went to missing anyway. He's only went to half back. It's like a half ball. It's been mine for about a year, I think, now. Like, I got, I got to a point where I was looking at myself and I thought, mate, <laughs> you're bald, mate. It's gone, mate. Stop trying to fight it. Stop trying to like pull the fringe over. So, yeah, I didn't want to do it as well because it made me look like my dad. And you know what I mean? It, and I proper, it's like I'm spitting image of him now with no yeah. hair. So I've always tried to like stop doing it for that reason. But no, nah, it's nice. I do it every week now. I do it myself. So it's good. Well, you're one step ahead of everybody else because obviously people are trying to do it now because you ain't got an hairdresser, but you're already on it. You probably yeah, Connor, Connor Chaplin did the other day. Yeah, Connor did his. So, yeah, I think a lot of the players will be having to do that now, won't they? So, so Andy. You mentioned a few of your moments that you really enjoyed. I'm assuming you loved, loved the double promotion, been a Wembley twice, other than the journey. Uh, yeah, I worked working then. I'd just started just after that. That was my last okay. as a fan. So I went uh, with Matt Bailey and a few mates, and uh, I think I saw Gaz that day as well. Got, yeah, yeah, spent, spent, spent a couple of nights in, uh, where were we, Brent Cross or somewhere mental. Like, some of the, I can't even discuss some of the stuff that I were up to. <laughs> I can tell you any of the things that I get up to when I'm out on a night out, I'll be honest. Um, I remember being in Cardiff with you um, earlier on in the season. I think it was yeah. like quarter to three. Oh, uh, what you say, Joshua, yeah, weren't we? Uh, it was about quarter to three, and yourself and Matt Bailey looked at me and went, come on then, where are we going next? It like quarter to three, and I was ready for it. Where are we going next? Like, absolute animals you are. Yeah, Matt was still out. I think it was about half past five. We couldn't, there were nowhere... <laughs> <laughs> there were nowhere else open, so we had to call it a day. So we went and bought some tinnies from this 24 hour. Went back to the hotel. I think we were up a couple of hours later and went home like but Yeah, me and Matt are always the last out, always. So what we've been doing what we've been doing recently when when a guest come on is we've been talking about something in football that they want rid of and it goes into room one or two and it's gone and it's never seen again. Uh, so far we've got wind in there. I guess we'll put wind in. Clarky. It did. <laughs> yeah. um, we've got bad refereeing decisions. That's in there. Uh, VAR, I think that's been put in. 
Uh, I can't remember what John Parkin put, it, uh, put in. I think Pete joked that it was running 20 yards is what Pete yeah. joked. <laughs> so <laughs> is there anything that you want rid of out of football if you get rid of one thing, Clark? Uh, Andy? If the... I don't want to... It sounds harsh, but where I sit in the West End, there's a woman and she's about... I would say <laughs> she's got she's got like late 80s and she's, she screams and shouts during the game. You can hear her and she's like... <laughs> <laughs> all the way through and like she's probably a lovely woman and I appreciate that she comes to watch it but my days that's that's uh I'd like to stop her making that noise I don't want to get rid of her but maybe put <laughs> something over her mouth during the games <laughs> what do you think uh, do you think that should go in Gaz yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> I can just see that I can just see the woman's kid children writing the, the, the email up just now. That media man. <laughs> She's been there forever. She's been there forever. And you can actually hear her on some of the comments, like some of the uh, highlights, the footage. You can hear her. You can hear her in the background. You only know if you know. If you know, you know. I know who it is. <laughs> but yeah. That's, that's brilliant. So, obviously, you're absolutely gutted with what's going off this season. Uh, Quite shocking, isn't it? Where, where do you think where do you think it's going to end up? What do you think is going to happen? This virus. Yeah, and the season. Uh, your your guess is as good as mine. Uh, I genuinely think that I don't. I, from a personal perspective, so this isn't a club opinion. No, no, of course, of course. From a personal perspective, I, I've not really got any time. I'm doing my job, so I am still putting stuff out, doing my job, but. Football. I'm not even thinking about football and going to games and whatever. There's a lot going on. My missus is my missus works in a hospital. It's I've got a lot more pressing issues, but I mean I still do my job like I said. But when it comes back, it comes back for me. And however, I'm not really bothered if it meant we were yeah. got we got um, relegated automatically without any more games or we stay up without any more games. I don't care what division we're in personally. Yeah. Don't care whether yeah. we're in. Com- I'd like us to actually be in conference or league two to have a like trip round grounds that I've never been to. So I enjoyed League One me. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yes. I said yeah. as well. League yeah. one was a League One was a better better away days. It was like there was better stadiums, old fashioned stadiums like stadiums like with the West Stand instead of like the the boring domeless stadium at Cal- uh, sorry at Derby County where it's middle of nowhere. There's one yeah. pub. I mean it's they're no away days for me. They're just like soulless, there's pointless. Yeah, Went I'm into not, the I'm, uh, I'm Sorry, Andy, go well, on. I went, I went into the toilets at half-time against Reading. I think that was our last, was that our last game, our last away game. Went in at half-time, used toilet, and I was looking out of their window across at it, and it's like on an industrial thingy, it's, and it's it's one of the most dull stadiums that you'd never... They've just built it, they've put no thought into it. And my, in my brain, I was like, I'm bored of coming to Reading. Do you know what I mean? I've been to Reading like three, four times now. We always... We never get a result there either. And it's like... Take me back to Accrington, do you know what I mean? Take, yeah. take me back to Gillingham, take me back to these states. But I understand from a, obviously from a job perspective, working perspective, financial, we need to be playing at the highest level that we can play at. But from a selfish point of view, some of the trips that we made last season, like South End is an absolutely appalling stadium. But it were brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> like you rock up, like where Barnsley, we're seen as like a really big hitter, like, oh, Barnsley are here, do you know what I mean? It, I miss that. Yeah, I'm not keen on the on the stadiums that are like quite generic and they're like next to a motorway and they're surrounded yeah. by a next and an Asda and a McDonald's 
and uh, yeah, I just, I, and it's just all the same for me. I, when I'm gonna go to Oakland, I think, how oh, beautiful is she? Do you know what I mean? Look yeah. at her. She's like re- really near centre of town, brings a lot of money into town. Uh, don't don't put it in the pockets of, of companies that are already absolute billionaires. It puts it in pockets of people that li- that have lived in Barnsley forever. Do you know that? The Scotch grounds are like that as well. I like Hearts. I like Hearts as ground. Yeah. I, I like. I've only seen it recently a lot because it's like Daniel went there, isn't it? So I've been watching. I think in their grounds, eh? It's like that's how I'd like Oakwell to look with another side on it. You know what I mean? And it's proper stadium, not these bowl things. I'm not a fan. You're not lining up a transfer to Art, say, Andy. We uh, we don't want them doing uh, reaching your release clause. No, no, no. I do like Daniel. I had a good time with Daniel. Some good memories and and whatever. I wish him well. Um, Got on with everybody, to be honest. I, I love Ecky, me. Do you know what I mean? He's Ecky, he's Barnsley to me. And do you know what I mean? Gerard's doing a cracking job. He's a good lad. So I've never really had a problem with his with his gaffers. I think Jose were a bit of a character. But do you know what I mean? <laughs> he, he were a nice guy, though. Do you know what I mean? A really nice guy. Probably overly nice with us. But uh, Yeah, my, gar- my gardener's a really nice guy as well. <laughs> yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah. Adam Hamill were a really big fan. Oh dear, oh dear. Lads, it's been brilliant chatting to you both. Thanks for coming on. Nice to see you again, Gaz. Cheers, mate. Lovely to see you as well. Are you going to come back back in a few weeks? Yeah, I'm here anytime. It's not like if I'm doing anything, is it really? (laughs) No, I I bet bet meals have been nice in your house. What's that, mate? I bet the meals have been nice in your house. Well, no, that's the thing about Twitter yesterday. Like, obviously, being a chef and people think that you do all this fancy food, then. I've like I, I, I done a steak, sauté potatoes, and I just eat it the way that anybody else would plate it up at home. Like your mum would plate it, you put the tatties, you put the potatoes, you put everything else. And I got some right stick on Twitter yesterday for it from the back. <laughs> for the Barnsley Twitter, I mean, who plated this? You're supposed to be a chef. Do people think that we like pick and choose? <laughs> I'm, when I'm home, it's like I just throw it on the plate and eat it. But yeah, Barnsley, yeah, Barnsley. I can't believe for a minute that you got some grief on Twitter. I mean, that's unheard of, oh. isn't it? <laughs> no, mate, it's brilliant. I get it all the time. You know what I mean? Like, Barnsley Twitter is just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, like, everybody gets it. There's a big core. There's about maybe 40, 50 people, and it's just, like, anybody can get it. Anybody. But then when it goes, like, yesterday, like, one of the lads passed away with, with the virus. Um, yes. Money and stuff, and um, what's good to his family and stuff. Like, I'd only met him a couple of times, but then that's when the Barnsley Twitter kicks in. Because there was messages coming from all over. There was a bandy, I think there was a bandy fan in Hong Kong or somewhere in the Eastern Asia, like sending tweets and stuff. I mean, it's just brilliant that way. Always, they always pick you up. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it can batter you down when they're taking the piss, but that's that's good side of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we're quite lucky on Twitter and stuff like that. And I think there's a real community, sense of community with Barnsley. Not just on Twitter, not just at fans on, but just in the town as a whole. And and, and like you said, people that live. Thousands of miles away that have got some small affinity to Barnsley. They just keep there's something quite special about it. Andy, thank you very much for coming on. No problem, mate. Good to speak to you, Bob. Are you going to come back at some sometime soon? Yeah, why not, mate? I'm doing um. Well, send me between like the three of us, we're kind of ringing fans up like, and I swear to God, some of these phone calls that I've had with the, you know the older fans, we're ringing the over 70s season ticket holders, just checking how they are. It's like well over a thousand, so it's going to take me a long time uh, for all three of us to get through these these calls. I've ended up on the phone, mate, for like forty odd minutes with like yeah. some eighty year old guy in Skegness talking about Barnsley and stuff, and it's 
it's quite nice. Do you know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's certain things that we've been doing this during this outbreak, pandemic, whatever, that we'd never get the chance to do. Do you know what I mean? So it's trying to look at it from the positives. It's like people who've had like children recently, they're now probably getting to spend time with the kids at home, isn't it? Yes. That they wouldn't yep. normally get. Or people who needed to probably lose a bit of weight and get out and do a bit of exercise, they're all doing that. Mate, I've never seen as many joggers. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of exercise, isn't he going to be on a bike ride? Is he still doing that? Are you still no, doing yeah. bike? How's the biking going? Uh, well, the bike, the, the bike that I've ordered has not turned up yet because obviously the... So I've got only a mountain bike and it's no good, eh? trust me, it's no good. I feel as if I've been... Um, Going a going a night out with Big Barry, I'll tell you. Oh no, it's no it's no be good, lads. But yeah, I'm still going. I'm still going. Whenever the football starts, I'm still going to do it. You know, you can get like a gel seat and you can get gel pants as well. I mean, they look a bit weird in them. You feel like you've pulled yourself, but they are quite good. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've ordered all this. It all comes in a package with the bike. So none of this. At the moment, I've got a Lonia mountain bike that's obviously (laughs) no good. Brilliant. Listen, we could talk all night, us three. I have no doubt. Just keep going at fridge and getting a beer. But uh, we'll call it a night. We'll definitely do it again sometime. All right. All right, chaps. Brilliant. Thank you very much. All the best. Have a nice week. You well weekend you two and uh, stay safe and we'll speak. All right. All right. Bye bye. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping. And Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? You reds? At participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Talk Sport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.